Fat Reese, are you still alive? Are you still doing this podcast? You haven't been on for a few weeks. I'm alive and I'm excited. Origin week, how good? It is good, mate. It's uh, I tried to rush my weekend and just get as much done as I can, jam pack it, and then uh, you know it's only a couple more sleeps until Origin. So we're recording this on a Monday night. It'll be Tuesday by the time people listen to it. So by then it'll only be one more sleep. Reese, what do you what do you do the night before Origin, mate? Night before Origin, um, make sure Sarah's got some wings and uh, a bit of pizza gear. So right. she can cook me a feed when I get home from work. <laughs> Make sure that's all ready to go, yeah. and then yeah, just get just get excited. Just get excited. Do you do you sit on the couch for like an hour and a half, just sitting there, eyes glued to the TV, waiting for him to to start? Well, um, I got home tonight, and I just said to the kids, I said, "Guess what's in two sleeps, kids?" And they just looked at me like, "What are you on about?" But <laughs> they, I told them Queenslander, and they were ready to go. Oh. We live some memories, eh? They love it. That is, that's good. Have they are they decked out? Have you got everyone maroon t shirts and gollywog wigs and scarves and gloves and whatever hell you want? Yeah, they got all the gear. I'll um, they all know who's what's up, eh? So yeah, that's good. It's, it's a good time of year. I said on last week's pod with Carrot, I said usually when the the weather gets a bit cooler, that's when you know it's getting closer to origin. And um, it's fucking cold here in Brisbane at the moment. Like we. Can, it's getting down to about six, seven degrees this week, and uh, it's been windy as shit. So it's uh, not a good combination: cold air and wind. And uh, but the good part is, we know it's Origin time when it gets cold. So uh, yeah, what um, what do you like most about Origin, Reese? The battle, the hit. Yeah, uh, I love that the ref lets the game go a bit. Like there's always a little bit more feeling in the Origin. So mm. yeah, I just love it. Like, the passion the players show, and even the fans. Like when you go to an Origin, it's just like it's a different beast. Yep. You're, you're walking into it and you, you can just feel the energy. When you go to a normal game, it's like, oh, yeah, especially if you don't really like the two teams playing. But mm. when, you, when you go to an Origin game, everyone's so invested in the game. It's just, yeah, it's a great atmosphere. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's the only game where I think or any sport I've ever watched where I, I really, really want the other team to be hurt. Like I really want to <laughs> see them like – bloodied i want to see him cry i want to see him limp off the field i actually want to see him smash like we obviously don't condone violence on this podcast but when it comes to origin for those three games yeah i want to see new south wales players hurt i want to see their pride hurt i want to see their bodies and their faces hurt uh i don't know there's just a real like you said a physicality there's a real sort of just a testosterone sort of fuel i guess about the origin when it's you know state against state mate against mate uh, and with that, you know, I do love the Biff. You know, there's been some absolute – the best fights in all of football have happened in Origin. Uh, Reese, have you got a favourite Origin fight? There's a few, but one one that I remember a lot. We were actually at this game. I'm pretty sure you were with me as well. But um, 2009, game three, I'm pretty sure Queensland had won the first two games. Mm. And this was a bit of a uh, – well, going to be a whitewash, but series were already decided. But I remember um, – Steve Price, he actually got knocked out in it. Ah, I thought it was yep. a cheap shot, but I think Brent White clocked him on the chin. But yep. it was just a good toe-to-toe front row punch-up and yep. then sort of erupted, eh? Like, Queensland were, I think they were losing at that stage, so it was like, let's get it on, let's have a fight. We've yep. won the series, sucked in. Yeah. I... And I just remember throwing my beer on the, on the field and <laughs> it, was, it was just awesome, eh? Like, the crowd just went off. It was Queensland lost, but we won the won the series so yeah it was good to see the fight 
you can't be a Queenslander and have gone to a, a an Origin home game and not have thrown your beer on the field. Like it's it's a rite of passage. Like as soon as a fight breaks out, throw the beer on the field, stomp your feet on yeah. the ground, rattle some cages. Like, Let's get into it, boys. I do remember that incident you spoke of, and all I remember is when the dust settled, and I think it was like a, a fifth tackle or something. It might have been towards the end. Queensland got the penalty, and all I remember is Justin Hodges like. Pointing to the sky, yeah, the like game. he was just yeah. like talking to Lockie and that, like just put it up over this side, and whoever catches it, I'm gonna drill them all the way into Caxton Street. Like it's just that's <laughs> all I remember from that, and that's that's the part of Origin I love, just that physicality that I just want to use my body as a missile and just absolutely destroy you. So uh, yeah, for me, um, 1995, uh, Fatty's Nuffies, um, the the, the no hopers that weren't supposed to do anything when there was the Super League. ARL war yep. going on. And, uh, yeah, a lot of guys who had never played before, Benny Eichen, Brett Dallas, um, guys like that who were making their debuts. No one had really even heard much of them. Uh, the first game was a bit of a bludger, 2-0. Um, Wayne Bartram penalty goal won it. And then uh, game two, I remember the, <laughs> there was going to be the square up from New South Wales. They were like, okay, Queensland won that game. And uh, Tommy Rodonikus, obviously we all remember the, the famous cattle dog call. And they said, yep. uh, first scrum of the game when it was at the MCG, someone yelled cattle dog and uh, it's going to be on for all on. And uh, <laughs> that first scrum, mate, that was, that was the best fight I've ever seen. That went for about 15 minutes. You had uh, Danny Moore and John Hapawade, manly teammates, just absolutely going at each other on one side of the field. You had the two hookers squaring up on each other and then there was just about four or five all-in brawls just spread all along the whole sideline. It was, it was fantastic. I just, uh, yeah, that's the best one in my memory. Speaking of that, which Origin player do you want to see smash the most on Wednesday night? Jerome Lewis. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, if Josh Ado, if Josh Adokar was picked, it'd be him. Yes, but he's Josh Adokar is the grubbiest player I've ever seen. After a tackle's completed, he just elbows them and just slams their heads into the ground. Yep. And Jerome Lewis from Origin last year and the year before, he does the same thing. He, he's always there with the cheap late shot, and mm. uh, yep. and I just want him to get smashed. Eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, they're, like they're good, and they can they can be uh, like they can be arrogant to a degree, but sometimes they just take it too far. And he's one of the players that I'd love to see just ironed out. Yeah, yeah you're right. He does he does play with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. He's, he's fucking a good player, but. Yeah, you, you got a good one there. I actually want to see his teammate and he's in his house partner, Nathan Cleary, uh, purely for just a, you know, for, for a, a game-winning standpoint. I mean, if I think the guys can get in early and just absolutely level Cleary a few times and put him on the ground even after kicks, uh, you know, just sort of get in his face and, and, you know, cut the head of the snake off, so to speak, um, it'll help Queensland go a long chance of winning. So that was always sort of Queensland's mentality back in the old days, whoever was the best player. You tried to take them out early with maybe a few elbows and a few cheap shots and make sure you hit them late and uh, let them know that you were there. And uh, hopefully, you know, it might quieten their game a little bit and help you win. So, yeah, we'll, we'll go for the, the two Penrith halves there, Cleary and uh, Luai. Hopefully, if they can rattle their cages, uh, might help Queensland win. Which current Origin player would you least want to fight in a pub? Junior Paulo. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Have I seen him? I'm running. <laughs> uh, and... Well, I know I'm not the fastest runner, but I'd find some speed. I'd be Usain Bolt on that day, I'd reckon. <laughs> you might, you might like, be, uh, you might be quicker to roll, roll down the street, mate. Oh, I'll be doing anything I can to get away from Junior Fuller. <laughs> There's no way I'm going one on one with him. No way in this world. Well, I'm going his uh, front row compatriot, Payne Haas. Um, 
He's just he's, he's a cat. Uh, Albert Kelly beat him. Yeah, he did. He did. He stood in his white shoes and he didn't do much about it. Uh, I don't care, mate. Just uh, that's a large human, and I just don't want a large <laughs> human like that to ever be angry or upset with me. Uh, uh, I, I one time got on an elevator with Payne Ass, and when he walked on, the whole thing just sort of bubbled, and I was like, "Shit, I hope these cables are strong. We might be uh, going fifteen floors down at the moment." So. Um, he's a big boy. He's a very big boy. Um, very big legs. And, uh, yeah, even though he might be a bit of a cat, if he's got any type of aggressive streak, I don't want to be anywhere near it. So uh, that's probably the person I would least want to see. Uh, and some sad news that came out um, the other day, Ray Warren calling it quits after so many years of calling the game. Um, Reese, have you got any fond Ray Warren memories? Not so much just one-liners or anything like that. Just, just his voice being in every big game that I've ever heard in my whole life. Like, mm. you watch any Origin or any Grand Final, you have, you watch it on Channel 9 and Ray Warren's the voice. So it's just yeah. going to be different hearing someone else call the game and probably the commentator who has taken it over will, ca- will uh, cop a fair bit, I reckon. But it's pretty hard coming in after the Don Bradman of calling yeah. sport. So yeah, I, he's going to finish on he's going to finish on 99 calls, just the same as Don <laughs> Bradman finished his career, 99. Yeah, I've uh, yeah a lot of fond memories with Rabs. I'm actually old enough. I do remember Daryl Eastlake um, calling Origin back in in the late '80s and, and early '90s, and it was weird. They actually used to have the two of them there. They actually used to let like Eastlake do a little bit of the game, then they'd go to Rabs for like ten fifteen minutes, and they used to alternate. It was kind of weird for a year or two there, and then Ray Warren took over as full time, but. Yeah, it's a bit sad that Ray's finally uh, hanging up the headset. Um, yeah, a lot of fond memories watching him, and it's just not going to feel the same watching Origin and just Rugby League in general not having his voice there anymore. So, yep, so uh, Ray Warren, congrats on a great career, mate. We're all going to miss you. On to Origin Game 1, mate. Um, it's been an unusually quiet lead-up. Um, usually there's mystery flus and stomach bugs and maybe guys have gone out a bit late and gotten on the Terps and maybe there's been some trouble with... Uh, married players and being caught with uh, mistresses and things like that that happened in last year's camp uh, with uh, Appy Coruscant. But, uh, mate, um, it's been very, very quiet. Do we miss the old origin shenanigans? Oh, I probably don't miss them. Probably um, there'll probably be one tomorrow night where someone has a flu or is in, like, ICU with a drip or something, but they'll be right to go on Wednesday. We'll hear something tomorrow about that. But, um, no, I think they're a bit smarter these days. They're probably stay in their little hotels and in the bubble and they want to get get on with the game on Wednesday night without too many distractions, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's always been part of the origin drama was sort of the the week of camp leading up, players maybe injured, players maybe gone missing, maybe players went out and had a little bit too much on one of the nights. Um, you know, the spies would be out trying to find out or maybe try and you know, plot something. There'd be, you know, selection dramas. Maybe there was players going to be dropped and, and players starting. Like, it was just always some sort of build-up. I just find it very deathly silent this year. It just, I hate that it's going to be just like a normal footy game because I hope there's going to be some sort of drama. But with the team lists, um, Harry Grant is really the only one with Queensland. He's sort of only just come into camp uh, late uh, with his sort of um, flu or whatever he had. And he's also been nursing a bit of a groin injury. Um, and for New South Wales, Katoni Staggs apparently dislocated his finger at training, but he's named to start. Uh, but possibly Jack Whiten is going to be swapped in the centres uh, for Stephen Crichton, and Whiten might go back to a utility 14 and uh, Crichton started. Well, I thought it was weird. Why would you put a centre on the bench? I, I just thought... I thought... Well, he's, he's a centre, but he's also debuting, and 
they're going to have Katoni Staggs and another centre debuting at the same time on the field. I think Jack White is a bit more experienced and he's played there before. Mm. So I reckon they stick with their 1-13 one to, one to, one to on the field, I reckon, but could change. Well, Crichton is making his debut, but he's also got half his Penrith teammates in the in the lineup. So, I mean, he can't feel too out of place uh, having yeah. so many Panthers teammates there with him. I don't know. I think Jack White will do the job fine. And why, why would you name him on the – if you want to play in the centres, like, you want to have a number four on your back, I reckon. So, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they're not happy with Crichton, really. They might even put him out for Appy Gorosser or something before the game. <laughs> um, if New South Wales are going to win, mate, where are they going to hurt Queensland the most? Well, let's have a look at this. And I think that for them to win, their outside backs have got to be really good. Because mm. I reckon the outside backs are going to... That's where they've up. always hurt us. Like, they've always had big, strong, fast outside backs, usually compared to Queensland. Like, yeah. they, they always usually hurt us out wide. But, um, yeah, two big omissions and this I'm year thinking, is Latrell and, and Tommy Turbo not being there. So that, that really helps us this year. Like, Nathan Cleary's kicking game, sort of, he, he can kick any team into the ground, but we've got two big big wingers coming off the sidelines this year. So mm. I don't even think that Nathan's clearest kicking game really comes into it too much, just for field position. With the big bodies that we've got coming out of the backfield, I think we'll get them there. But yeah, I think if our, if our backs don't stand up, that's where New South Wales will get us because our forwards are pretty much... Well, I think our forward pack is as good as it can be. And our bench players are actually, I think, a lot better than theirs. To be honest, like Regal Campbell Gillard, Lindsay Collins, the two front rows coming off the bench. I, Lindsay Collins, if he if he plays the whole well, like comes on and it doesn't get injured, he'll kill him. He'll tear mm. him to shreds. Yeah, I'm. I just if if New South Wales do win, I just think it's going to be maybe because we haven't put any pressure on the halves. Like we can't just let Cleary and Luai dictate the game like they do at club level because they just control every single game when they step on the field. Uh, and you throw in Isaiah Yao, uh, the three of them, like they're just, it's just clockwork the way they are on the field. Like those three guys just haven't complete understanding for one another. They're the main playmakers for Penrith. They'll be doing the same for New South Wales. And yeah, if they're sort of getting the ball in the right spots and their timing with the, the decoy runners and that, um, yeah, it could be, could be hard news for Queensland. Now, on the other flip side, if Queensland win, where are we going to hurt the Blues? I'll probably answer that in the last game, last thing as well but I, I think our outside backs are going to stand up I think we're going to our fours will get us up through the middle but our outside backs going to have a field day I reckon with uh, mm. Cherry Evans kicking and got two big targets and then Xavier Coates and Selwyn Cobo yep. I reckon they're going to be coming over the top of them yep. on the edges so I think Munster's going to be in for a massive game as well so hopefully Cherry Evans can just free him up and Munster can play his game I've actually wouldn't mind having a cheeky little bit on him for first try scorer. <laughs> well, Munster is the barometer, isn't it? If Munster's on, usually Queensland's on. So yep. you hope that he has a big game. Um, Dane Gay guy's always you know, lifted whenever he puts a Queensland jersey on. Um, I remember Wayne Bennett even joked a couple of years ago when he coached him in that famous victory a few years ago. And he's like, Jesus, Gags, how can we don't play like that at South? So I have to start putting a, a Queensland jersey on underneath the South's one. But um, Yeah, that's right. You know what you're going to get with Dak. Dane, so yeah. he's going to come out and just rip and tear and do whatever he can to get the win. The thing I I really think our key is actually our bench. Like you're talking about Harry Grant, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, and Jeremiah Nanai. I mean, those three guys they they've all got a bit of X factor about them. Like I really think they could just come on and just sort of turn the tide in their individual parts on the field. Uh, Harry, if he yep. starts running out of dummy half, like you know, they could be shut the gate with some tired big New South Wales forwards. 
Lindsay Collins and Pat Carrigan, you know, they're just going to rip in and just be physical with everyone. And Jeremiah Nanai, like, he's probably the best kick chase back rower probably in the history of the NRL already in just 10 or 12 games. But, you know, the guy just seems to have a knack for just chasing down those little grubbers sort of that are targeted sort of around the halves and the centres or a little sort of chip kick that doesn't go out to the big tall wingers. So he's just got an absolute knack for just popping up at the right place at the right time on those little kicks. So I think if Cherry Evans and Munster, if they're looking for something different and when he comes on maybe with 25 minutes to go, you know, if it's a tight game, you could always, you know, run a little play there for Nanai on a fourth or fifth tackle near the try line. So I think the bench yeah. for Queensland is going to be really, really key if it is going to be a tight game, which game one usually is. Like, it's over the years, game one, I mean, apart from last year's debacle, uh, game one's usually always decided in the last five, ten minutes. So Yeah. With Ben Hunt jumping out of hooker as well, I'm looking mm. for him to have a big game as well. I actually love Ben Hunt, so I think... <laughs> He's a great great selection there, but I think um, even him stabbing a few little kicks in behind uh, New South Wales this week, I think will uh, be in good stead. Surprise! I don't know what name. the weather's doing down there. Uh, yeah, it'll be. It's cold, mate. It's just it's cold everywhere at the moment. I cold. Think, Hopefully, it's not raining. Yeah. Hopefully, it's just a nice nice cold. Yeah. Um, who, who do you think I should have named? I thought you were gonna. I thought I'm surprised you do love Ben Hunt so much. I know that about you. I thought you were gonna name your son Ben, but uh, you didn't. I might name the next one Reuben, if Reuben Cotter plays good this week. <laughs> there's another one on the way. Is this something that Sarah doesn't know yet? No, nah, well, I hope there's something I'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Three's enough, mate. Three's enough. I was going to say, you've got to get a leg over to, to have another one, don't you? Yeah, we're working on that. <laughs> on the betting odds, mate, uh, New South Wales, as usual, they're minus three and a half point favourites. Um Queensland have never been a favourite. I, I can't even remember. I think even during the, the, the Smith... Cronk, Thurston, English Slater days. I think even a lot of those games, they were outsiders as well, which is kind of ludicrous. Give me a three-leg multi for the game. Give me a first try score. Give me, give me some betting options. Everyone, everyone loves to make Origin just that little bit juicier. If you've got some money in the bank account afterwards, uh, wh- where's the money should be going, Reese? Righto. I'll give you a, a little juicy one. I'll go right. Sol and Cobbo to score. Oh, okay. Care Munster anytime. Okay. And this one I'll throw you. Ruben Cotter, man of the match. Wow. So Ruben Cotter, man of the match. You think that's where the smart money could go, mate? Ruben Cotter, man of the match in his debut game. Debut game. Just come off a game that he just tackled 64 tackles mm. in something like 70 minutes. So if he puts in some kind of effort like that, maybe even gets over the white line, I reckon he'll be in for a chance at that. I reckon he'll be hungry. All right. I'll, uh, I'll just go a pretty plain Jane one. I'll go Xavier Coates, first try scorer. Um, Queensland one to twelve victory, I think that's paying about four dollars. And um, man of the match, I'll go Daily Cherry Evans. I think Cherry Evans Ooh. is going to have a A plus supreme kicking game, and I think he's just going to control everything around the park. And uh, yeah, lead lead Queensland to a, a, a tight, small, smart victory. There you go. Well, that number seven jersey for Australia, and also the captaincy is up to this year. So it is him and Mason Cleary will be. Going hammer and tong, I reckon, this series to nut that out. Yep, beautiful. And that's how it should be in origin too. So they should be uh, vying for kangaroo jumpers at the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, mate, Wednesday night, can't wait. One more sleep by the time this will get posted. Um, hope you have a good night's sleep, mate, and uh, go the mighty Maroons. Queenslander. Queenslander. 
that's going to do it for this week's NRL 720 Podcast Origin Preview. We'll be back later on the week and we'll have a look at how the game wraps up. Make sure you get a good night's sleep in. Greasy, I'll talk to you a bit later in the week, buddy. Catch you, mate. See you, mate. Yeah.